Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Today, I'm going to teach you a tool that is going to give you power over your emotions. And this is a really powerful tool. So if you're easily triggered by your ex or by your kids or by your mother or your boss, whomever it is that pushes your buttons, you're gonna get this tool so that you can stay in control and hold your power. You no longer have to lose your shit. And I call that giving your power away or being triggered. Now, this tool isn't absolutely perfect. It does take practice. Knowing it is not enough. You're gonna need to sit with it and you're gonna need to journal around it in order to really sink it into your psyche. But this tool is called the think-feel-act cycle. And we're gonna start with the first word, think. You have power to create your thoughts, okay? Imagine a pink elephant right now, right? You get to create your thoughts. Most of the time, we allow our thoughts to just come to us unconsciously. Now, this is when we let our primal brain rule our evolved brain. Or you can think of it as your lower brain ruling your upper brain. But your thinking and your evolved brain does have some control over your thoughts. You just need to practice it. Now, this is why that is so important. Feel is the second word in the model. Your thoughts create your feelings. Other people don't create your feelings. We're 100% responsible for how we feel. But it's what you're thinking about a given situation that is going to create your feelings. So one example is this. Let's just say you're at the grocery store and a random stranger, like a homeless person, walks up to you and calls you a bitch. You're probably not going to have hurt feelings or really be upset about it. Your thoughts would probably be that person is mentally ill. And that thought puts their actions on them. You're not taking it on and you're not making it mean anything about you. But let's say that it was your ex that did that. Suddenly, you might have a wave of thoughts like, oh my God, he thinks I'm a bad person. He thinks I'm a bad parent. And it must be true because he really knows me. Now, those thoughts are going to put you into a spin and you're going to believe them just like your thoughts are telling the news and it's not true. He didn't cause you to think those thoughts. You did. You allowed the negative thoughts to creep in and you made it mean that you were a bad parent or a bad person. Now, let's break it down. If somebody calls you a bitch, whose character is really on display? (laughs) Obviously, it's the person that's doing the name calling. Now, if you could just think, wow, he really can't control himself, you're putting his behavior back on him inside your mind, and you're not taking it on. You're not making it mean anything about you. 
So when you can trigger new thoughts around a potentially triggering situation, you can feel new and more constructive feelings right then in that moment. So rather than getting angry, you stay calm. This is the act part of the cycle. The third word in the think, feel, act cycle is act. Your actions come from your feelings and your thoughts. So when you take actions or you have behaviors based on your new thoughts and feelings, you're going to be able to remain in control. But if you let your thoughts spin out and your brain immediately believes the negative words about you, then your feelings will be hurt. If your feelings are hurt, you will react either defensively or you'll fight back with your ex. Either way, you're engaging in the conversation about you being a bitch, either defensively or offensively. Either way, this is not going to give you a win. You're contributing and you're creating more anger and more toxic energy, and that's only going to be bad for you. Creating more peace and less fear is much healthier for your mental and emotional state. So another word for act I mentioned above is behavior. As humans, we can all think of a time where we behaved badly or said something or did something that we totally regret. All of those actions took place because of the feelings and thoughts that came before. Let me walk you through another example. At the time of this recording, it's late October, almost Halloween, so it's totally appropriate. Let's say you and your friends are at a haunted house at like a local community center is putting on and you know in your mind that you're safe and nothing's going to happen, but you start to step into the dark haunted house and your friend squeezes your arm and your heart rate totally increases. You see a light ahead and you start walking towards it and the anticipation has all of you just squealing. Suddenly, you hear a noise behind you, and you can't see anything in the dark. You're looking backwards over your shoulder and slowly stepping forward, and then suddenly the strobe light flashes just like lightning, and there is a scary man in a hockey mask just two paces behind you. Your mind flips on the fear button, and you scream, and you run towards the light. Now, when you approach the light, your heart is already racing, but you're also laughing because there's this rational part of your brain that's gently reminding you, you're safe, this isn't real, but your body is having that visceral reaction anyway. Your thoughts in this cycle is, oh my God, this is scary, and it's overpowering the rational side of your brain that's saying this is safe. Your feelings are to be scared and your heart rate matches that and your actions are to run and get through the haunted house faster. Now, it's also possible to go through the haunted house without getting spooked. You just have to engage your thinking brain every step of the way. Rather than getting caught up in the spooky moment, you can just keep reminding yourself over and over, I am safe, this is not real, and you will probably stay calm and cool as a cucumber throughout the whole thing. But of course, if you're in a haunted house, the point is to be scared and to allow yourself to be swept up in the moment and feel that excitement and fear. 
However, if you're face-to-face with your ex, you're going to want to engage your thinking brain and remind yourself you're safe, and no matter what he says, it is not a reflection on who you really are. Now, the truth about the think-feel-act cycle is it's going to create the results you have in your life. You can either go through the cycle unconsciously and let your unconscious mind create results in your life, or you can consciously create your results by engaging in the think-feel-act cycle on purpose. Your thoughts ultimately will create the results that you have in your life. Here's an example. I've been remarried for 10 years and I've known about the think, feel, act cycle and I apply it to my current marriage. I choose to think loving, kind thoughts about my husband and I don't dwell on the little things. I talk about him like he's the most amazing, handsome, smart man on earth. Well, he is. (laughs) And because I think those thoughts, I believe them. Belief is just thoughts that you keep having over and over again. Belief is the thoughts your brain goes to quickly because they're easy to access. Because I believe these thoughts, I feel more attracted to him. I feel more connected to him. I feel more in trust with him. And all of this because of my thoughts that I choose to have about him. Now, the women I talked to, and myself included in my first marriage, I did not employ this tactic. Like the women in my Facebook group and the ones that I talked to all the time, they easily had 10 or more criticisms a day about their ex. And they thought about those criticisms and they stewed on them. Those thoughts created feelings of resentment, contempt, even anger, sometimes despair. And when you voice those criticisms, it even creates defensiveness and resentment from him. Can you see how this is a problem? Dr. John Gottman wrote about the relationship killers, and one of them is criticism. Now, this doesn't mean I never get annoyed, but I'm on to myself, and I try to give more kind interactions to my husband than I do the critical ones. So the results we have in our relationship is a stronger, deeper connection, good communication. I feel heard, and ultimately, I feel loved. So I want to touch on the magic moment of the think-feel-act cycle. That moment is when something happens that stirs you up. You feel your body beginning to react. Maybe it feels like a tingle of anger or a twinge of defensiveness. This is the moment you need to be onto yourself and turn on your heightened awareness. In that magic moment, you get to make a decision. You get to choose your thought. You get to respond calmly and carefully. You get to use the prepared reaction that you created in advance. This is what it takes to build your mastery of the think-feel-act cycle. Pay attention right in that moment. You get to decide what to think so that you end up getting the result that you do want. Now, this is the conscious think-feel-act cycle versus the unconscious one where you just react to whatever offended you with anger or resentment. 
The reason we want to work on creating more conscious think, feel, act cycles is so that you are creating your life on purpose. You get to be the conscious creator of your life, starting with your thoughts about it. So let's think about how this can affect your life. You get to believe whatever thoughts you want to believe about yourself. You can create a stronger self-concept about yourself and create a stronger self-esteem. You do this with the thoughts you choose to think about. So think about all those old thoughts that you've had unconsciously running through your brain that are harmful to you. These old thoughts could be the mean things that your ex said to you when your marriage was on the rocks. Sometimes when we hear those negative things, our brain plays those thoughts over and over again as though it's the news. And it's going to deteriorate your self-concept. It hurts our feelings of worthiness and it breaks down our self-esteem. You have the power of your thoughts to rewrite all that bad programming. You get to decide what you want to think. You get to create the version of you that you want to be. If you can dream it up in your mind, you can absolutely achieve it. It's very powerful and you get to have that power. Now, if you need help with this, you can hire me as your coach. Go to my website, learn more about me and my program at thrivingthroughdivorce.com. Now, everyone, thank you. But remember, your thoughts create the reality in your life. Curate, cultivate your thoughts so that you can have your best life yet. That's all for today. Bye. Hey, Tribe Sister, do you want to know what it takes to create unstoppable self-love after divorce so you can heal for real, gain confidence, and finally get the love you deserve in an equal, committed relationship? Then go watch my free training. You're going to learn the biggest dating trap women fall into and how to avoid it. Go to juliedanielson.me and watch this five shifts training.